Welcome back, listeners, to the Bodybuilding Down Under podcast. This week, you've only got three of your hosts, Lawrence, Jack, and of course, myself, D.Y. DC is away visiting family, and they pulled some kind of sick prank where they think it's acceptable to have dodo internet connections in the 21st century. So apparently, check-ins are sound a little R2-D2-y. Now, if you're Lawrence, that sounds like a wet dream. <laughs> <laughs> So I figured what we'd do, we, we got a lot of questions on the Q&A poll this week. So we're going to pretty much start straight off the bat uh, with some Q&A questions. And the first one's obviously one of the most serious ones we got on there. Um, and I'm going to throw it over to Jack straight off the bat. And that is, does pineapple belong on pizza? I think so. I enjoy it on pizza. Does I T think, have I it on Laura... pizza? Sorry? Does T have it on pizza? Yes, she does. I think, yeah. I think you guys enjoy pineapple on pizza. That would be my prediction. I do, yes. Not D.Y.? I'm a no pineapple kind of guy. Like, is that it's because of loaded the, uh, meat. Is that because of the cultural implications or just because you genuinely don't like it? Uh, I think I had a bit too much pineapple on pizza when I was younger. So then I just kind of got sick of it. Mm. I didn't really like it. And then I found out there were better pizzas and the pizzas without pineapple tasted better than the ones that did. I don't mind a Super Supreme though, but, you know, that's like... There's Not so much stuff on there. Yeah, no, I'd, n- I'd never ever order it in a wine. Or I wouldn't ever get like a meat lovers and then put add pineapple on it, put it like that. I'm, I'm sorry. Like, I don't mind pineapple on pizza. I think it's fine. But the only time it's acceptable to order a Hawaiian pizza is if you are younger than 10 years old. If you're an adult <laughs> and you're out here ordering Hawaiian pizzas, reevaluate your life. That's all I'll have to say on that topic. What, what's your pizza of choice though, Lawrence, then? I generally like something with like bruschetta, like capers, anchovies. Like I like the show. So it would be flavors. like full Italian pizza. It's not like a Domino's. Oh, look, I'm not going to, you know, get on my high horse and say I, you know, I'm only having pizza from Sicily, but like I, I like, <laughs> no, like Domino's pizza. Like I'm not going to go out of my way. If I'm going to go have pizza, I'd rather it be at like a, an okay italian restaurant so it doesn't I'm you got something against domino's sorry what was that jack you got something against domino's mate nothing against domino's look if they want to get on board with the show i'll happily plug their stuff but i just think if i'm going to go out of the way to eat a pizza i'd rather do it at a place where the pizza's a lot better i'd be safe to say that jack probably hasn't even had domino's but <laughs> i'd be fair. correct yeah what do you think he's no, either no, had, he's never no. he's never had domino's or he's never had pizza art it's either one of the two yeah, I that is had his pizza problem. Hut. Yeah, there we, I guarantee he's probably had Domino's. Wasn't too impressed with it. His homemade pizzas were better, and they're more cheaper, especially with the new Tesla that has been put, purchased. So, actually, what about those five ninety fives? Dy, that's a. Bargain. I know, but every time I'm at gym on like a, I think it's like a Tuesday or a Wednesday, Domino's is messaging me saying, "Hey, we've got a double combo," you know, and they they're twisting me arm. I can't do it. Honestly, honestly, but do you, I think. Of the like fast food pizza chains, Pizza Capers is actually probably like a cut above. I reckon that's better quality. And everyone used to go on about Eagle Boys, but I don't think that's around anymore. And I never tried it. Mm, what about yeah. Tomato Brothers? Is that what was that one? That, mate, honestly, my favorite pizza ever used to be sold at Tomato Brothers and then it, it shut, which was just brutal. I think my, my old family car used to be a pizza delivery car for Eagle Brothers or Eagle Boys. Yeah, yeah I think it's Eagle Pork Boys. Brothers. Yeah. yeah. No, I'm a big fan of the Domino's pizza personally. I reckon, I reckon that goes solid. 
Italian Actually, pizza, I had a lot over in Italy. So I'm like, I'm kind of over it. Once you've had it like three meals a day and that's the only thing they serve, you, you kind of get a little bored of it. Damn, it's not an easy life, eh, Jack? It's just, you know, <laughs> I'm just so sick of all this like authentic Italian pizza. It's ruined it for me. Go to Rome, go to Rome for a week and you'll be the exact same, all right? Well, I didn't actually, I don't remember having that much pizza when I was in Italy. We'd only had it a couple of times and it was sensational. So maybe- What did you order? What, well, what were you eating if you weren't eating pizza or pasta? Well, mate, we were like, you know, we're in grade 12. So like you're trying to save a bit of money here and there. So we're going to like random little kiosks and, and just ordering whatever. But we definitely had pizza a few times. The one I think that we had in Venice was probably the best. That was supreme. Hmm. Not literally supreme, but you know what I mean? <laughs> you would love that though yeah yeah well the pizzas over there are quite plain like there's no meat on it i'm mm. like a big fan of like you know the dominoes when you got all the assortments on there all the different kinds of meats but when you're over there it's like all right cheese pizza again i'm like god damn it uh let's jump on the next question uh <laughs> funny enough it's actually one of boy, one of my boys that asked this do potatoes count towards vegetable intake technically they are a vegetable so they do but I think there's got to be a limit to the potatoes because they don't have the micronutrients that might be in broccoli and all these other different colored veggies. So what I normally do personally is I limit it to one, only one serving of veggies coming from the potatoes and then at least getting like three to four from another source. Uh, I think that's quite fair because getting 500 grams of potato is quite easy to knock out all five of your vegetable servings. And you're probably going to get a very, uh, mix match uh micronutrient intake what's your take on that jack yeah i agree you could you could almost say the same for any vegetable like if it's making up a considerable portion of your veg intake and you're you're having the bare minimum of veg which is like roughly four to 450 grams a day um then ideally you should be getting as many serves of or as many types of vegetables as there are serves so like five or six different types of veg a day would be optimal and another question on that you know how you got these V8 vegetable juices. I'm asking for a mate here. Do they, since they've got technically five lots of veggies or whatever in each one of them. So if you were to have a couple of servings of those a day, would they count towards your full vegetable intake? I think you know the answer to that. Well, no, the answer is I can, I can. Well, I'm not it. asking for myself. I'm asking for my mate. <laughs> well, the only way for, I guess, drinks of either fruit or vegetables to count towards your veg intake as if you literally just blend them whole and then drink it, which is only something I would probably do. So, yeah. Yeah. My mate Not that I've stooped then. to blending vegetables yet. I've never done that before. Not like a good old tomato juice. Dude, tomato juice goes <laughs> hard, my God. Don't. You sound Dude. like my dad. I've only it's seen so like 40 good. plus year old people drinking tomato juice. Yeah. <laughs> Mum always gets it for me around Christmas time. I absolutely love tomato juice. Oh, Why don't you make it a staple? It's, it'd be pretty low calorie. Yeah, true. Actually, maybe I should start making it a bit of a staple. workout tomato juice. Yes. Get some beets in there. I'll just be sodium and uh, nitrates in me. I'll be a walking cloud. Just the blood flow would people. be very, <laughs> very optimal. Yeah, exactly. Lawrence, this one's for you. How far out do you cook your meals? Do you like cook them daily? Because you're, you're a little bit different, I guess, to me and Jack, where we can like, I guess cook hours like each meal as we go, but you would have to prepare for the entire day. Yeah. But even then, man, like uh, I really take my hat off to people who will resign, you know, three hours of their Sunday and cook all their meals for the week. Like, you know, big respect, but one, I can't be bothered to do that. And two, I get a bit funny when food is in the fridge for a while. So 
generally like for example if i take my longest day at work which is like a monday or a friday i'm gonna have two meals while i'm there so i'll just prep those the night before eat them at work and then you know i'm having meal one and meal four at home so you know it's only really two meals that i have to take with me but i really will never make anything more than a day in advance so if i'm cooking it's for the next day um, obviously i might like you know then have multiple meals of that that day um, but I've never been one to like prep meals for days and days in advance, just cause I don't really need to, like, I'm not that pushed for time. And look, even if I was like, I just prefer it a bit fresher. I think. Well, what meals do you normally take? Like when you go to work, do you normally Generally, take like a rice meal, a chicken meal? Yeah. Like normally like I'll take like a, a rice or a chicken meal at the moment. I've been doing a lot of like, you know, I'll put a couple cans of like, tinned salmon and some cottage cheese together and i'll make like toasties at work um that's been going down nice and easy of late or i'll take like cream of rice or overnight oats something like that but we're pretty fortunate at work we've got like you know microwave toasty obviously all fridges and stuff so we can you could do a little bit there you don't have to um all prepare it all at once and if i'm pushed for lawrence time, is just, just sitting there with there. like with three toasty machines going to get his <laughs> carbohydrate intake Dude. all made in all made in toasties cottage cheese bloody tuna <laughs> they would hate yeah. you there for that <laughs> no well yeah <laughs> like i think occasionally I've, I've come in and someone's like oh who's got like fish or something like that but mate it's got to be done they'll um my workplace hasn't seen me do a prep yet so i suppose it's going to be interesting as they see me getting you know thinner and significantly more fatigued each week what's going to be running through the kitchen there when you're in prep whoa whoa man like when prep starts like generally i always like there's a certain point in prep you know when when i'm starting to volumize things a little bit more one of my go-tos is just like i sort of half my serving of rice with whatever protein and then i might bulk out the rest with like some sort of coleslaw type mix i was doing that for a while in my last prep and that was pretty good but I definitely try to do like the half and half approach where it's like, okay, starting prep, I'm maybe still having like, yeah, I don't know, 100 grams of dry rate rice with my final meal. And then I'll knock it down to 50 rice and make up the rest of the carbs through potato and blah, blah, blah. And try, try save it as long as I can until I need to go like the full potato mode. But we'll see. I'll see how long I can get it. Will Milo cereal stay in the whole time? If hey, Most likely, allows. hey. Like I think... I, I don't think it came out last prep. I think I was having Milo cereal pre-workout the whole time. Solid. Yeah. I reckon they're probably like the same amount of calories of like cream or rice though. Like for me, I would yeah. pretty much have like cream or rice or oats. It's like probably per bowl of Milo cereal that you're having with proteins probably coming out to mm. what, like 500 cals, 600 maybe yeah. on the back end? Yeah, yeah. pretty much. Because it's got like no fat unless I'm, unless you're adding something like with the cream or rice, unless you're putting like some dark chocolate. That, I'll miss that because the dark chocolate, oh, it just ties it together. Just absolutely <laughs> superb. Damn. Well, the Milo cereal has more protein per serve than, than cream of rice. Yeah, but are you really counting that protein? Like, let's well, be in honest. In terms of calories, I'd hope you were. Oh, <laughs> wait, wait. We've all, <laughs> I don't count the protein from anything. What's going on? No, but yeah, okay, yeah, you're right. I thought you meant when you're considering it as part of like the mm. protein intake of the meal. Like I, I count, like I'm... Well, this is off your advice, Jack. You know, the voice notes that when, when we went back and forth for a while and we determined that I would probably need about 35 HBV per meal. I still stick to that. 
He's, I'm probably way under and he's just trying to make me small. He's well, you're like, probably oh, a little bit under at your peak body weight. Yeah, I'm like 92 now though. So Yeah, so the minimum would be more like 37 now. So you might be losing some gains. No! How dare you, coward. I actually did notice you were looking a bit off when I when I saw you at the gym and look at, looking a bit sickly. Yeah. Two grams under now? Dude, honestly. That's it. We'll go again in 2027. <laughs> I've got to hit the reset. No, to be fair, I probably, it probably ends up being like most, because most meals, it's like, for example, like for the kangaroo sausages, if you have, there's a packet, there's eight in a pack. So obviously you have four each time and it's like 42 grams of protein. So I generally end up being a bit higher, but you've heard it here, ladies and gentlemen, Jack has tried to sabotage me. He didn't want the smoke to begin with. And now he's trying to put me off a future Back when I thought we were doing the same season. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and yeah. now now that he's already pulled out, he's given me the proper information. <laughs> well, guess what, Jack? All the info I've given you from physio is garbage. And that's why you're not getting better. That's why his back's still sore. <laughs> Doesn't do the rehab exercises, though. I'm like, Jack, I want you to run 10Ks every week. That's going <laughs> to fix it. <laughs> the oh, difference is I've paid session you. Too. Mm. Sorry? Yeah. The difference is I've paid you for, for your advice. This is true. This is true. Yeah. Get what you get. Look, mate, you do. You get what you get and you don't get upset. It's good words to live by. In terms of my meals, I back on the actual question. <laughs> uh, it did deviate a little bit. <laughs> I pretty much cook my meals like I guess every single one pretty much fresh or order them fresh as well. Uh, if you account for takeaway. Um, but yeah, like I guess that's the benefits of being at home 24 seven. It's like you can cook your meals fresh each one. I did that for prep as well. But I think if it works and it saves a lot of time, at least meal prepping, like standard, if you work in like a standard nine to five job, meal prepping at least one meal throughout the entire week. So that's like a staple or made super easy throughout your day um, could be definitely helpful. Yeah. So some 16 year old working for $13 an hour, they prepare your meal fresh. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Extra chips. <laughs> um, next question. Uh, blood work for bodybuilders, enhanced and natty. Do you get any of your clients, Jack, to do blood work? Like, I guess on a regular basis? Yeah, I mean, even if they weren't bodybuilders, I feel, still think it's a good idea to get blood work, um, especially when it's free in Australia. I usually recommend like twice a year and just kind of assessing blood nutrient status and anything else that uh, might be worthwhile on a, on a blood test. But yeah, especially those nutrients, which some people um, like, for example, feels uh, females are at a higher risk of iron deficiency. And then we've got other ones like uh, vitamin D, which people are often deficient in despite living in Australia. So yeah, it's, it's free to do it's and even if it's not free it's, it's usually very cheap so you may as well like obviously i don't know too much about the enhanced side of things but i think it's a, a non-negotiable if you are enhanced to get regular blood, blood work done yeah i 100 agree i get probably like a majority of my females that are either about to go into a dieting phase to normally get a, a blood test done like you might as well uh like what you said mm high risk of like iron deficiencies and stuff like that, especially being a female, but then I also get them to get one done normally at the back end of the dieting phase too, before we go back into like a calorie surplus or maintenance or whatever it is, just to see like, you know, how everything's sitting. Um, that myself, like I, I think I got one done about like four months ago. I forgot to get my testosterone levels done though. I should have asked for it, but major regret. 
I'll just, I'll, I was just guessing they're probably on the lower end anyway. Needs oh. that uh, needs that pharmaceutical intervention. Yeah, yeah I was it's talking just to meds, man. Said we're gonna need TRT. So, yeah. <laughs> but I'll still be within the uh, the natural range. So I'm staying yeah, at it. Promise. <laughs> yeah, I wonder how that would impact the back end of prep when your test levels are completely like down the drain, though. And if you're in TRT, like in a natural realm, I guess. Even though on the back end of prep, you'd never be in a natural probably like i guess mm. like what would it be like a bandwidth yeah, well, that's the argument, isn't it? yeah. definitely have it have its advantages on that note though lawrence if you if there was zero side effects would you go enhanced Ooh. <laughs> uh, so like there's no health ramifications at all well that, yeah. that's what the listener question was it was zero zero health consequences at all still able to have kids probably I guess the major uh, consequences would be uh, cost and also having to pin yourself all the time. Mm, Yeah, true. I, and I hate needles. Well, I've sometimes thought about it this way. Like if hypothetically you could get as big as say Ian Valier without drugs, would you guys want to be that size assuming, you know, like for a short period and then you can get smaller and get healthier Wait, with drugs or without drugs? Assuming you could do it without drugs. Is it going to take me the same amount of time? Like, because to put on that amount of muscle naturally would take you like 50 years. I suppose it's more so the question is like, would you want to actually look like that? I wouldn't want to look like Ian, but like for some of the men's physique boys, I reckon there would definitely be like some physiques there that I would aspire to look like. For example, like Ryan Terry. Who's the biggest person you'd like to actually look like? Except for (laughs) Seabum. I would probably still say some of the men's physique boys, like like uh, Brandon, uh, what is it, Jeremy Bendia, like when he was at his peak. Like, I think that's mm. probably like the point where I'd be like, all right, if I'm getting much bigger than that, like some of the classic physique boys look phenomenal as well. Like what you said, like Seabum looks insane, but it's like, would I probably want to look that big? It's like, uh, I don't know. Dude, It'd be impressive. Like, you know, I have a physique. Like, yeah. Not even that big. You wouldn't look that big. <laughs> <laughs> It's not even would, that big, bro. Yeah, no, no. I, I reckon, like, obviously, Seabum is enormous. Like, if you saw him in real life, you'd be like, this guy's huge. I feel like, I mean, it'd be interesting to see Seabum stand next to a guy like Babacar, for example, or Doug Miller, just to get a gauge of, like, how big those dudes are. But I feel like there is even some guys in the open where, although they're, like, freaks and monsters, like, I think it would be cool to, like, be that big. Yeah. See, yeah. I wouldn't say his would be my 100% favorite. Physique. He's got a phenomenal physique, but I probably wouldn't be like, that is the physique that I want. Like, I think, um, who like Terrence has an amazing physique as well. Like, and he's not as big, but then even then I like the look of like Ryan Terry's physique, extremely che- probably one of the most genetically gifted, like in terms of insertions. Mm, really and, like, well proportions. put together. Yeah. The only thing is, he's not probably big enough for the physique division. Um, anymore yeah yeah not not anymore so but like in terms of like how i'd like to look he, he would probably be one of my goal physiques like if i could pick anyone and i'll probably pick him over seabum if i had to pick an open i don't know about that that's tough i'd probably pick um if it was an open derek but i would want to be my height ideally <laughs> <laughs> oh so now we're like just mixed matching like ugh. I'd like to be Derek, but I'll just be like six two. Like, is that possible? Yeah. Can we grow? Can we stretch him out next to like eight <laughs> inches? 
but I don't want to stretch out the muscle. I want the same muscle density, muscle yeah, belly, yeah. just be taller. I reckon if it wasn't Sebo opens, eh? And I had to choose from the open, like a Raphael Brandau, like that's that's pretty cool. Because mm. he's still like nice tight ways, like a very pretty physique. Because you got, you know, like a, a James Holling said or you know, like Nick Walker, where it's just like complete freak factor. And I know to the, the average person, like Raphael would be like that as well. But if you were into getting jacked, like, oh man, Rafa's physique is so pretty. Yeah. Can we just get like Andrew jacked and like shrink him down? Like maybe a couple of inches. I think he's just a bit too tall. <laughs> nah, but he's got an impressive physique as well. But I don't know who I would pick in the opens. Like, Rami. they're just so big. I <laughs> Like, it's impressive, but yeah. Rami with hair. <laughs> yeah, Rami with hair. Uh, yeah, I, I don't know who I'd pick. Yeah, maybe ask me later. Um, Why don't all the feds in Australia pretty much get together for one big show every year? And there, there's one show over in America that I know does this, but I guess Australia doesn't, which is the Mr. America, I believe. Don't they allow anyone to enter from any single fed as long as they're a pro? Hmm. I'm not sure of that, actually. I didn't know. I'm not 100% sure, but I'm pretty sure there's one Fed. I believe it's Mr. America, and that's why it's one of the more well-known shows over there. It's because they allow pretty much any professional from any single div to pretty much get together Hmm. and see who the best is in America, which I think is super cool. But it's hard to say that, I guess, Feds would do that in Australia because everyone's got their standard. Like, who's going to run that for for starters? Like, is ICN going to be like, hey, we're going to allow anyone to compete now mixed match one but then maybe there might be some feds that hand out pro cards like they're candy and then you know it might look real bad on icn mm. i guess that's probably the only downside i think the only way it could probably happen is if a third party maybe does it and then gets permission from all the feds and uh, the, the tough thing would also be scheduling the show at uh, a, a time that works because already like it's getting pretty conflict conflicting with all the feds in australia yeah yeah mm. But I reckon it would certainly be cool. The other thing as well is there's, there's especially with the female divisions, there's subtle differences or even significant differences between the uh, criteria that they're looking for. Like obviously bodybuilding's bodybuilding's, but something like uh, fitness or sports for ICN differs. Yeah, that is a... Yeah, because like I guess men's physique as well, like kind of looks somewhat similar. Even like classic physique, you can kind of get what they're going for with like the shape and the proportions. Mm-hmm. So like... That... Yeah, it, it is a, li- a little bit. There's like too many like little variables that I think would cause issues. And then like what shows, where is it going to be placed? Because right now for pretty much eight weeks straight, there's already shows every single week. So what are they going to put on the last week? And then it's mm-hmm. like, if the person wanted to compete in the first show, they got to diet for like pretty much like nine weeks, which is what Lawrence is going to be doing. So it's what I'll be doing as well, 24. Yeah. yeah. Jack, Jack, this is about me, mate. Just <laughs> yeah. pump your brakes, mate. All right. You you want you didn't want this 2023 smoke, so you don't get to talk about your next season. Well, that's what <laughs> that's what I'll uh, title it for you then. Lawrence's episode. Thank yeah, you. Like, Lawrence <laughs> Thank is you. it. Oh dear. It'd be super cool though to I guess go up against people in all different like feds, but I doubt they're gonna have one for men's fitness. But like I I think it would be like cool to see like Lawrence or something over there, like you know how they have like a Mr. Lawrence America even. Yeah, well, he did get yeah. handed a card, so he could maybe go back to Stewie, say, hey, I want that card. And then next thing you know, he's going to cop it. Yeah, I'm just waiting, mate. Uh, I've got the message typed up where I'll come groveling back. Yeah. Did you get Please. Did you get offered a pro card, Jack? Uh, no, I didn't. 
Mm. Yeah. Thanks for asking. All about all about him though, isn't it, Lawrence? You know, dude. Honestly, this guy, it's like <laughs> bodybuilding down. Jack Radford Smith. It's just everything, <laughs> mate. Everything with this guy. All right. There's uh this next question, which is quite an interesting one. Which one would you choose? Uh, training heavy and hard at like a nine point five RPE, but doing half reps, or training too light to achieve uh, optimal range of motion, um, but at about an RPE of six. But for myself, I would probably have to go the training lighter because even that an RPE RPE of six, I don't think people really understand. Like an RPE of six is still quite hard if you got a decent like decent bit of knowledge behind the scale. Like you know, if you were to compare that to an RIR, like you know. They like, you know, what is it anywhere from pretty much five to 10 is in that range that you roughly want to be to get the progress that you're after, especially on like some of the big lifts. Well, like I, I'll put it, if you're doing a 10 rep set and you doing an RPE six, then you would stop at six if 10 was failure. Yeah, but it kind of doesn't work like that because like if you were to go an RPE of seven or, or like, or six on like a barbell back squat, and you're only doing three reps. Does that mean that you do negative four? I think the RIR scale. No, but I was just making a comparison for Lawrence. Oh, for Lawrence. <laughs> Lawrence I'm an idiot. You don't have the knowledge. <laughs> idiot. Yeah. Oh, dear. No. Yeah. Well, I, but, I but, think uh, it's... <laughs> well, I think you could think about with the half rep, it's like, well, do you get to decide which half you take? Because if you take the length and range, maybe the results are pretty similar. Well, yeah, I but be, I think over time, lower intensity myself. Like I, yeah. I just know that's a recipe for injury for myself. Like training half reps at almost ten RPE, because like nine point five RPE is only in the stretch. Incredibly hard. <laughs> nine point five, yeah. you'd be absolutely cooked. Uh, I think also like over a long period of time, like 10, 15 years, if that's the only way you could train, the chance of injury is going to be like it's going to be a lot higher on the training heavy with <laughs> with absolute poopy form. For like 9.5 RPE, would you agree, Lawrence? Or am I speaking out of practice here? Look, mate, I think you're just a complete abolition of the, the industry. No, I don't know. Like, there's no way of of answering that question. I think you know we do have to like use our common sense to a certain extent. Like, yes, there's not explicit research, but generally, you know, the higher the load, you are then going to like are, are people you know more so going to get hurt when they're attempting a one RM or were they doing like a 12 RM? You know what I mean? Like you got to use your common sense there, but I think I would probably agree all things considered like longevity. <laughs> I, I'd probably take the light training as well, but that's what I, I just, do anyway. I don't train yeah. hard anyway. So I'm <laughs> doing it. Yeah. Like when I saw the question come through, it already, it was already made clear. Like, but that being said, I normally train uh, half reps with the six RPE, but I guess like yeah. bit, it's like a bit of a mixed match between the questions. Yeah. And Jack's actually stepped away from the screen. So we'll take this chance to just let you guys know that that's exactly how he trains as well. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> just came back for that. <laughs> he didn't hear a thing. Far out. DC, the dad of the group, he leaves for one week and now the kids are running rampant. He keeps us in line, that boy. <laughs> Wait, what's, what did you pick, Lawrence? If you had, oh, no, I said all things considered, I'd probably take the light training as well. Mm. I think it would be better for the long term. Yeah, for sure. I had a question I, for you boys as well. And this is something I Well, you didn't put it on the list. Yeah, I know, because I no. wanted some, some very authentic responses, unlike everything else in this show, which is scripted. <laughs> um, <laughs> but we did have a question a few weeks back asking about like crocs and slides and stuff and wearing them in the gym. 
So I thought we'd do a bit of a quick fire yes or no for some what I would term as controversial gym attire. So we're going to go through, we'll go around the clock and, and see this, what we think. Would this be though if we would wear it ourselves or if we actually just care whether other people wear it? This is more so whether you think it's acceptable in the gym. Okay. In general. All right. I've got six here. Okay. Yep. Mm -hmm. Number one, bucket hats. Like, I don't care if you wear a bucket hat in the gym, but I don't know why you would need to wear a bucket hat in the gym. Mm. I agree. You can't sit on the fence. That's yeah. coming from someone that always wears a cap too. So, yeah. Uh, What's I, I wear a cap. I can't, I can't judge. Like, if he wants to wear a bucket cap, like, you know, he can wear a bucket cap. So, all it's right. all good for me. This is fence sitting, boys. We can't, there's no fence sitting in this game. I just want a yes or a no. I'm saying no. No bucket hats. Yes. All right. I think the bucket hats are acceptable. All right. Men's long compression pants. It's yes. a yes for me. Without any shorts. It's still a yes for me. I think they're acceptable, but I got to know what you're wearing on the top half. Like it can't be like no short, like it's got to be an oversized tee. So I'm still going to say yes because I'm never going <laughs> to tell anyone. Yeah, yeah, if it's tucked in shirt, super tight, we might have a little bit of issues if you're doing it right next to me and moaning and groaning. No, I agree. You got to have some, some decent coverage. That's fine. All right. Now this one is like casual clothing. Like you're at the gym and a guy, you're a guy, but you're lifting in like a common need shirt or a Wrangler shirt or something like that. I'm sorry. I'm just not that controversial. It's a yes. I think I'm going to say yes to everything. Well, what dictates what's going to be a gym shirt though, Lawrence? Like, I feel like it has to be like athleisure, hmm. Nike, Adidas. So you're the person, I guess, to draw the line where that, where that line is. Exactly. Yes. Hmm. I, look, I just think it's more like, you know, fashion brands, like Common Need, Wrangler. What are some Ralph others? Ren in the gym. Well, yeah, I think they do have a sport range, but who's buying that? Let's be honest. You got <laughs> too much money. Yeah, this guy. <laughs> DY is probably rocking like the Tommy Hilfiger fit. Compression um, undies, aren't we? Are we not wearing yeah, the compression yeah. undies, the sports ones? <laughs> so it was it a uh, common nature? All right. Imagine you're training and there's a guy next to you in like chino shorts and a striped shirt. All right. If you're wearing a button up, I'm looking at you sideways. So that's not acceptable. And if you're wearing chinos, that's not acceptable, I don't think. All right. Well, the other one I had was collared shirts. I mean, I'm going to yeah. say no again. I think that's fine. Each to their own. Man. Yeah, I think it's fine. Like maybe you have like one of those Henleys, you know, tight fitted around the arms. Yeah, I, I can't. I can't really say no to anything because I the majority of my leg days I'm training in in socks. So when I was know. a young high schooler too, I forgot my uniform nine out of ten times. So I was just sitting there in bloody long shorts, dress shoes, buttoned up shirt. But do I look back at it and, and be like, it. acceptable? No, but hey, I was there for it. I was getting after it. All right. What about toe shoes slash vibrams? Toe shoe. Oh yeah, I like it. I think they're acceptable, but yeah, they do I look think. a bit weird. They stink a bit as well, particularly the vibrams. Have you had vibrams? No, I haven't. I thought about getting a pair. They're impossible to find. Well, you have the, the you have the next best alternative, the Croc. Yeah, which <laughs> I've been told it's I can't wear to Powerhouse Southside. I think that's a bit stupid, to be honest. How is it like a, a Converse or a van any more protective than a Croc? It's so, like a Croc is offering way more protection. Or even the um, little slip-on slippers that people wear. Yeah, yeah. It's a travesty, boys. An absolute travesty.
Yeah, I, th- I think that was a bit far. Especially but... when you put them in sport mode. Like, they're basically a shoe. <laughs> completely. Yeah. yeah, but what, like, maybe if it was, like, open toe completely, then I'm like, you know, like a sandal or something, then, then it's like, all right, that's a little bit different. But I wouldn't count the holes as an open toe, you know? What if my toe's hanging out the hole? Well, I'd know what type of Crocs you're buying because they're probably some home brand ones if your toes or you got a very small toe, either one of the two. Yeah, no. Well, yeah, because I had worn them a few times and it's only really for leg day because, um, you know, you're changing in between shoes and it's nice to have something you can slip off. And one of the PTs gave me the tap on the shoulder and said, no bueno, sir. And I was devastated because mm. they are very convenient. No, he was actually very nice to me. He was very, he was very kind. Mm. He could tell how, how upset I was. So then you walked out with your squat shoes on. <laughs> Literally, I didn't. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. You got to get them off right now. The only shoes I got on me squat shoes. You're sitting there doing like bench press and like squat shoes. Yeah, that, that standing standing chest press that you love so much now. I do, I do love that chest press. But yeah, so hmm. no Crocs, but we will we will keep fighting the good fight to get them approved. I'm happy to sign a petition if you need me to. Thank you, Jack. Thank you. If we can get a corporation like the bodybuilding dietitians behind us, <laughs> man, there's no stopping us. Well, with all the thousands and thousands of listeners that we get each week, we can mm. easily fill up a, a book of petitions. Mm, I would agree. All right. Is there any more left on your uh, fire list or is that all of them? That's it, mate. Thank all you, right. boys, for your contributions. All right. Well, this is another one. Uh, pretty much the same deal with your shoes it's a travesty how often do you wash your gym towel lawrence are you one of them stinky buggers dude i'm gonna be honest boys not often enough like i I am too like is it getting a bit crusty (laughs) i think i actually oh imagine like you're like the family guy when he like breaks the blanket (laughs) you like that with a gym towel um but i think uh look it probably like a mesocycle (laughs) <laughs> which i know is not good <laughs> i know it's bad i know it's bad but i just i just never i never remember see mm. the issue with me is i'll take it out to wash it and i'll wash it but then i won't put it back in my bag so then nine out of ten times i just get down i'm get the gym and i realize that i forgot my towel so mm. the only alternative that was logical at that time was just to never wash your gym towel <laughs> yeah what about a regular towel like a bath towel you got to do it at least once a week. <laughs> like if you're not doing it at least once a week, I'm looking at you sideways. <laughs> that can't be like a normal towel. Normally like twice a week. Look, I'll be completely honest. Like it's probably- Once a fortnight. <laughs> probably. And it's more well, so- Mum wash your bathroom, bathroom towel. Well, no, but that's the thing. It's more, it disappears one day because mum has taken it. And I'm like, oh, okay, cool. But if it was left to my own devices, like I don't, I don't want to know how long I'd have it for. Mm. It's, yeah, it's at least once a week for me um yeah and the gym towel for me is yeah about i mean i can't say that i wash it but uh someone in in my household washes the gym towel so boston yeah i was gonna say those dogs <laughs> cutting edge oh, dude so well trained those border collies unbelievable yeah. what they can do these days <laughs> they've got the snags wouldn't be able to reach all right we got this next question jack this is your special one why do people complain they have to eat so much when they can just enjoy fun foods. Like if you got 4,000 cows, that just means a couple of Domino's pizzas. Surely it can't be that mm. bad. Yeah. Tub of ice cream. I would say a day. Peter's low fat though. Got to watch the, what's the fat intake. Halo top boys. 
six straight in, right, straight in, straight out. <laughs> <laughs> Dairy and sugar alcohols. Whew, that's a recipe for disaster. <laughs> you, I know Lawrence has been to a position where like he, uh, he doesn't really want to eat anymore, but like, what, what sort of the peak you've been at that point, Lawrence? Like the thought of taking another bite makes you feel a bit sick or how far like, have you gone? Body weight wise or calories? No, just in terms of like your rejection. Oh, of food. oh yeah, yeah. My appetite is very good. So I don't know if I ever truly got to the phase where I was like gagging down food. Mm. And I, as I got better habits around like, okay, I have to eat this time, like, Previously, I'd be like, oh, I'll just eat a little bit later when I'm a bit hungrier. And then you're left with like 2000 calories for dinner. So I don't know if I've ever gotten to the stage. Like, for example, I haven't consistently needed to blend meals. Like I'll do it once or twice because I'm like, oh, you know, we'll just throw that fruit in there. And it's like an easy option. feel like something different. But I've never gotten to the stage where you're at now where you're like consistently blending meals. So I, I may not be the best person to ask, but even then, like, no, I was just asking out of interest. Cause like, mm. I'm, I'm just getting like a sample size here of us three. Cause like, I think you're in the middle. I'm obviously at the extreme end and like DY, where have you been in the peak off season with your like food focus? Mate, whatever you've been, I've been about 500 cows <laughs> higher. Like whatever you're at, it's just, just a bit more like to maintain the mass that I'm kind of, you know, adding on each week. Uh, and, uh, my, my peak, like, I reckon about 3.5 would probably be like somewhere where it like. Have you ever like struggled to eat or has it usually been pretty easy? Like, I guess somewhat I struggle to eat, but it's more or less like I don't have like the best regimen in terms of my eating, like more or less, like I'll pretty much aim for like four meals throughout the day. And like, you know, it's quite easy to get down. Like if they get to a point where like it is getting quite rough, I might spread it out, but I never really get to an issue, like a point where I'm like, you know, this is like very, very forceful eating. Like Mm. sometimes I might go to bed and have like pasta or something and I might have like 200 carbs in that one dish because I train in the morning. So it's like, I really haven't gotten to a point where it's just like, I'm just completely full 24 seven. Like every meal is probably like, you know, 900 cows. Yeah. Yeah. Like I, cause everyone's slightly different just like some people are more food focused and and less food focused it's the same with appetite and i think someone who's never experienced pushing their body weight to peak points and experiencing decreased levels of food focus it's very difficult to understand it's kind of like we're all in prep and we hear people complaining about like the amount of food they have to eat it's hard for us to imagine even though we've we've been uncomfortable with food before so um it's not really the palatability, like the palatability of the food that can help, but it's more so just your your food focus in general. And regardless of what that what the composition of that food is, like it's not going to be particularly desirable if you're, at least for me, I don't want to speak for everyone. Um, so like, Lawrence, like when you were pushing more food in, if, if you could have like the option between something like highly palatable, like a, a bowl of ice cream, let's say, versus cream of rice, chances are you'd probably pick the cream of rice, even though the ice cream might be more palatable. Yeah, because it's just like nothing is, it almost doesn't matter at that point. I think yeah, that's, that's probably describing it. Yeah. Yeah. Like at, it's kind of like the inverse of contest prep where you keep eating these voluminous foods, but whether or not you have 500 grams of potatoes or a kilo, you're going to be hungry anyway. 
So like, I, I remember sort of like when my food was the highest, which is I think probably four and a half thousand where, you know, the food might taste really nice. Like, you know, I'm adding like a huge, like spoonful of pesto into my last meal and like, you know, adding lots of salt hummus as well. And it's just like, uh, you know, this is okay. Or even, you know, you might think, okay, I've got a few carbs left and a bit of fat left. I'm just going to like, you know, have some, some crackers or something like that, like some olive oil. crackers or some olive oil. But it's just like, at that point, it doesn't really matter. I think it's probably where I do find the benefit is if you actually try to make like a, a nicer meal. So rather than just being like, okay, I'm going to eat my chicken and rice and then have like ice cream for dessert. You might be like, oh, like tonight we're going to do like homemade burgers or homemade pizzas. Because I think that noticeably does go down a bit better where it's like a more different novel meal mm. and you might find that even if you still want to track those you might just do those a little bit more often like yeah. for example tonight we're doing you know the family's coming around and we're doing homemade pizzas and i'm like okay sweet that'll that'll be easy to go down but i don't know like sometimes you just can't even be bothered to to make to put the ice cream in the bowl you're like you know what i'm just gonna add another 100 grams of rice to this meal and be mm. done with it your yeah. mum just came in before and asked you what you wanted for your kfc order you liar well, the listeners won't know that because cut it out. Fix that in post. <laughs> so yeah, now they're going to be confused. But I was actually going to say, here I have Arnold's Encyclopedia to Modern Bodybuilding, and this my mum and dad bought this for me when I I hadn't started with Joey yet, but I had wanted to start like you know gaining muscle, and I started on one of the menu plans in here. And it's actually got it all written out. Level one to three. Level three, breakfast, eggs, milk, bread, one piece of fresh fruit. Does it not say the quantity? Like how many eggs? Four eggs, eight ounces of whole milk, you know, whatever, whatever. And then for the lunch, it was always like half a pound or whatever, meat, fish, fowl, or cheese. And at work on a Monday, I would like have just a piece of chicken breast with like a few slices of bread. And I remember like actively trying to keep the chicken breast down because it was just raw, like not raw, sorry, <laughs> but like plain steamed chicken breast, no flavor. Because this was like, I thought this was the secret. And I remember like actively like choking it down, like feeling like I was gagging and just trying to push it down. But that was just because I was eating like disgusting chicken every day for multiple weeks. I wasn't because the, because the food was too high. You also didn't want it bad enough as well. That's true. It That's true. Yeah. But um, I just can't imagine half a pound of cheese. Is that what it said in there? Yeah. I don't know yeah. what you're doing with half a pound cheese. of cheese. Yeah, imagine you pull it up with like a block of cheddar. Yeah. Bit of Parmigiano of Reggi Reggiano. Got it in your lunchbox. Just slap it on a bit of bread. Off you go. I remember in, when I first started training in, in year 10, like I Googled like where I was on bodybuilding.com and like looking at the top foods that promoted testosterone and I just combined it into my lunch. So it was like broccoli, tuna, kidney beans, garlic. And I was just like walking around school with like tuna breath and garlic breath at the same time. So that was a, a fun time for my, for my friends. Thank goodness it was all boys, mate. Yes. Indeed. Dude, that, that diet as if that, you know, that you got vegetables in there, mate, that's not very primal. How is that going to build your testosterone? You need more bull testicles. You need more spleen. You need more liver. Whatever you eat, you get. 
All right. Straight up. One more test. Testies. All right. Done. Don't it's argue. Simple with biology. It. <laughs> in and out. Like calories. In and out. Actually, on that question that uh, that you pretty much asked, Jack, I find that like when food focus gets high, like I go for the more convenient option than the more palatable. Like instead of me, like, cook, uh, like like instead of having like let's say a pizza which might taste amazing, like sometimes I might go for like a protein smoothie or something. But then just like have a lot of cows in there, maybe like a bagel and a protein mm-hmm. smoothie, which is a lot easier to think, consume and probably make than a whole big pizza. Like sometimes yeah. it's like because your food focus is like so low at the peak of the off season, it's like, do I really want to sit there and make a pizza? Then I've got to eat it. It takes time. Or it's like, or I can literally just make a smoothie, put in a little bit of berries, of course, mm-hmm. uh, a little bit of honey, like bulk it up with some calories. And uh, I don't know, I find that that's probably, I actually probably shy away from some of the more palatable stuff. Plus I already get enough KFC throughout the week, regardless of if I <laughs> consume in pizza. I think, yeah. Although I think you meant to say when your food focus is lower, not higher. I mean, uh, yeah, that's right. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. Do you, do the uh, staff at KFC know you by uh, name now? I used to have a client that used to work there, so I used to get the hookup. But now, now they stitch me up with a full price. So, um, no, nah, I normally like to mix it up, so I don't look like I live there. So different KFC every couple of days, you know. Uh, I'm actually- bumping to you out here at Vicky Point soon, mate. Like, it's hard though because I've got my number plate there. So like anyone pulls up from gym, they pull up right behind me. I'm done. Like <laughs> I'm a fraud. <laughs> Never eat there. Uh, the tables are as greasy as anything. <laughs> but no, normally, I think overall frequency, normally we get like all within like, a majority of the time, whenever I eat out, it's always within like a calorie range. I might swap some fats for carbs, um, but never eat at KFC. I normally have that maybe like once a week. And then we might get like a meal, like pasta or might go to an Italian restaurant or something like once or twice as well. So I guess mm. three meals out of my like 50 or 60 that I have throughout the week not too bad hopefully well jack i know you don't eat out a lot but when you do like how much do you actually try and like ballpark the calories if you're in the off season uh not really much at all to be honest like i'll i'll just it's almost like pre-programmed for me that i just i'll like automatically think about it like because all my meals are, are quite indulgent in terms of calories like they're all over a thousand so it's very easy for me to just take one out and if I eat out, then I'll usually have my veggie-based meal before going out um, just to still get an adequate veg for the day. And then um, just, yeah, eat whatever at the restaurant. It's more so for me, I worry about eating enough when I eat out as opposed to eating too little. Mm. Yeah, because I'm the same. Like, I couldn't mm. be asked. Like, it's just like, as long as it's in the ballpark of calories and you try and order something with a decent amount of protein, I'm like, you yeah. know, does it really matter? Like, for people like us who are not doing it often and the other meals are pretty on the money yeah i think that's something that people tend to overthink a lot and i know everyone's in a different boat like you know like a 50 kilo female is not going to have as much wiggle room as like a 90 kilo guy but i think in the grand scheme of things like if you're on a long improvement i'm actually 95 kilos at the moment oh is that 600 grams over the week (laughs) no i'm not 90 about 94 at the moment just wanted to let you know flex on them flex on them (laughs) Got to throw around the numbers. Got to let them know. You got to let them know. Heaviest in the group at the moment. So what are you at I, the moment, DY? I don't, I don't know if I'll meet your uh, peak body weight though. Didn't you get up to what, 96, 97? I think so, yeah. 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 How did that look? <laughs> Pretty Should good, man. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty jacked. 
Uh, stomach sticks out further than the chest, so it's not too bad. That's why I know the bulk's gone a little too far. And then when the stomach starts protruding a little more than the chest, like even with the chest gains, I'm like, Ugh. yeah, exactly. Coming around. Yeah. How much do you weigh at the moment? Uh, around about, like, yeah, 87. You obviously didn't listen to my story. Fucking prick. <laughs> <laughs> like, do you follow me? Like, hello? Do you have my notifications turned on? I just don't want to get shadow banned, man. I thought I had to unfollow you to, to not get banned. Yeah, and nah, I'm weighing around like 87. So with like a, another 1% body weight gain over the next like three months, which is what I'd probably be my building face, might hit 90. I reckon you can get up to 95. 95, yeah. Yeah, I'll be looking like Lee Priest at 95, I'll tell you that. <laughs> well, I'll be we'll do like the elevator too. switch, mate. We'll, we'll meet at the same floor for a while and then I'll be going do, down. We'll just cross over. Yeah, yeah. I remember when I trained with you when I think you were in prep or what was it? And I was deadlifting way more. And now it's going to be the complete opposite. I'll be training with you in the off season. You'll be in prep and you'll be double on my deads. <laughs> oh, oh, no, it was a good time. Yeah, no, that was far out. That feels like forever ago now. Hey. Yeah, that was. I remember rocking up, sitting there at the wrong club line. I'm like, Lawrence, where the hell are you at? And then he goes, bro, wrong gym. So speeding <laughs> over there. Pre-workouts kicked in, 150 grams of carbs in. Getting in a session with Lawrence, no warm-up. Feel like I'm about to hurl every single set, but I had to keep a straight face because I didn't want to let him down in prep. Alana sent me a photo of you at home just like <laughs> sleeping on the couch after that. It was so rough because I, I just went into it. I like had too much food, too much pre-workout, zero warm-up or anything prior. It's just like, all right, straight into the set and just... And I just felt so unwell, but I just had to keep it in for Lawrence because I, I couldn't yeah. let him see. Unlike me, I didn't, I didn't keep it in for Lawrence. <laughs> no. Well, I feel like, because even um, I trained with Andy. Shout out Andy. What a lad. He's looking good as well. And I, he threw up the other day as well when we trained legs. But I'm like, I, I mean, I'm not like a psychopath. You know what I mean? I just think I get, I get fortunate when people train with me. They're unwell. So it makes me feel like I'm this training demon. I, I just get nervous talking for me like whenever i must be something to do with carbon dioxide like when i talk i don't expel enough co2 <laughs> i'm well, just not used because, to like, talking in my when you session. start talking so much you spit so much shit so then it starts getting <laughs> you start feeling a little unwell oh dear yeah <laughs> no i think i think it's part of it i think it's also you such a similar routine each time hmm. so yeah, me and Jack never finish a session. I think it's always like, all right, man, I gotta go. But hopefully the next one we're able, able Have to you ever held? Have you ever held Lawrence? Once. Who is I that? I was training one? by myself. I'm the only person who can push me that hard, bro. I'll tell you one that I think would just absolutely <laughs> have me over a barrel and projectiling, I think would be BK. Because yeah, he's he's a side. When I see him train, I remember when I was over in New York, he's like, Yeah, when I'm back in Brisbane, we're gonna hit a leg day. I was like, Oh hell no. Nah. No, we are not. Brandon when he's full of carbs coming back from a holiday ready to roar to get into his improvement phase I'm like Oof, yeah not something I want to touch yeah the only one it was a leg day it was at world's bayside and I remember the exercise that sent me over the edge was like Joey had programmed sets of 30 on the Cybex squat press and I was just like my head was about to explode so I had to get outside and then <laughs> yeah punish the pavement not a good time Joey Hill when he was training with you <laughs> I heard Joey, one time when he was hitting the lower with you, he didn't feel a bit too well. Yeah, there was one time where he got like an exertion headache and he had to stop training and then he just like watched me do the rest of the session. That was at like yeah. Snap Vicky Point. So that would have been early days as well. Yeah. 
Have you ever had the exertion headaches? I actually had a phase where I was getting a few of them, like on the leg press, they would come on. And I think it was like just sort of my neck positioning and like the, the hard bracing. So I, I didn't leg press for ages because I, I was scared of bringing it on. But thankfully, it's been a long time, touch wood, since I've had anything like that. They're not fun. Yeah. What about you, Jack? Have you had any exertion headaches? Uh, nothing major. Sometimes when I brace a little bit too hard, I brace with my with my head and my neck and I can feel one coming on. But other than that, like that's very infrequent. Yeah. yeah I've actually had a couple of them and man, they're so painful and they take actually a while. Like you need to actually ease back into training because it's like after a week, if you just go straight back to normal intensity, they'll pretty much just kick straight back in and then you got to wait a whole another couple of weeks. So they're definitely rough. Yeah, yeah even- like... Oh, no, I was just going to say, like, even like some patients, sometimes like they get like these really super frequent headaches or like people who get like migraines all the time, man, like that, that sucks. Hey, like they are, I reckon I've only probably had one migraine in my life and it was awful. I, I couldn't imagine getting those all the time. I actually notice sometimes now I've even like, I get like slight indications of like some exertion headaches going on. I think it's just because of the fact that I've been training like lower body deload for so long or like, you know, not as heavy as what I used to. So as soon as I start resuming, like what you were saying, like the 45 degree leg press, like as soon as I started pushing some serious, like decent weight for like some intensity, it's like after not doing it for so long, it was just like, Hey, take it a little bit more easy. And it just, yeah, but definitely not fun. Yeah, or when your friends let you go to failure on the pendulum and then your head's like, Woo. also not fun. Who did that? Jack. Yeah, prick. <laughs> <laughs> All right, you boys got any extra questions? Anything else? No, no that's it no, for me. No, no I think we're all good. I think we're all done. I think, I think we smashed through all the questions. So I'd like to thank everyone for tuning in once again to the Bodybuilding Down Under podcast. If you haven't already, uh, head over to your streaming platform of choice and leave us a five-star review. Other than that, we'll see you next week. Bye.